Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Wednesday, April the 26th. Ian Cameron and Alex B. Smith with you, and a bonus appearance from our guy Kevin Beach today, who uh, wasn't able to be with us last Saturday, uh, with us today here on this Wednesday edition of the show. And we've got another special guest joining us for the first time on the uh, program today, pro hockey player, still playing, uh, actually, and just completed his uh, season uh, over uh, in Germany this past year, and he's from my one of my favorite places in the world, the sports betting capital uh, of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, Chad Naring joining us on the show. Chad, it's great to have you. How are you feeling? Ah, great. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Just uh, just got home from the gym in uh, plus thirty degrees Celsius and uh, ready to enjoy the day. Yeah, rocking the Hartford Wolfpack uh, shirt. I like that. Nice. One of your former teams, of course. Yeah, uh, this is old school. So this is now my work shirt. There you go. Exactly. Now, now it's the one you basically scuff up when you're doing stuff around the home. Yeah, there you For go. Sure. But uh, yeah, one of uh, Chad's uh, previous stops, of course, in hockey. And we're going to talk about Chad's career uh, in just a few minutes and uh, how he, you know, where he's been, all the years he's played. And I know he went through a lot physically with injuries and uh, especially a few years ago. So we'll dive into that a little bit with Chad uh, as well. But before we get into all of that, we are actually starting the show with something a little bit different. You know, we're, we're, we're going to get to our guest's career. We're going to get to last night's games. We'll preview the two games tonight like we always do. But we heard something on Twitter today that left us in just such a state of shock and dismay that we can't help but bring it up here to begin the show. And uh, for, you know Alex very well. All of you have watched this show and listened to it for years. You know he loves rocking his jerseys, Okay. He's a big Jersey guy. He's got a Jersey on every fucking day, pretty much on this show. You know, it is. I mean, I, I swear to God, I think he goes to sleep wearing a Jersey. You know, that's how much he loves uh, wearing jerseys here. Alex B. Smith on our show. Uh, and he's got a huge collection. NHL jerseys, minor pro league jerseys, you name it. Uh, and he's collected a shit ton of them, you know, over the last several years. Well, we happen to hear, and I love the show, obviously, Spitting Chicklets yeah. with Biz Nasty and Ryan Whitney. Uh, but Ryan Whitney... Uh, just uh, on a recent episode said, I don't think it's cool for adult males to be wearing jerseys to a hockey game. And I could not believe what I heard. First of all, you know, you're representing your team. That's what you're doing. And second of all, the hypocrisy of him saying that when he's just hawking jerseys for Pink Whitney and all these others and all this, these, this shit they're selling, they're selling jerseys essentially you know, the spit and chicklets show. And yet he's basically saying, you know, adult males, it's wrong. It's it's just not proper to be wearing jerseys to a hockey game. I'm stunned by it. And Alex, I know for a fact you were stunned by this. And I'm sure as a jersey aficionado, that's what I'm going to call you, a jersey aficionado, you are absolutely offended by this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, let's just start with the fact that in, in the year of our Lord, 2023, 
we're out here, you know, gatekeeping and criticizing what people are wearing to support their teams, you know, and we laugh and joke about the stupid things like face painting or, you know, wearing pom-pom, you know, wigs and different things. But at the end of the day, it's, it's all fun and games and it's all a common bond that we have as a fan of a team, uh, you know, showing our support. Okay, it's it's a something that's as old as time. It's literally, you know, stems from the reason why teams wear uniforms goes back to the history of military in, in world history. So there's a reason for all of this, right? And who are we to take fashion advice from a guy who's selling me pink lemonade vodka? Okay, it looks like he lives at a fucking golf course all the time. Like this guy's the model of fashion. Like fuck off, Ryan Whitney. Like here's the deal: you're mad because every time you go to Pittsburgh, you see more people wearing Paul Bissonnette jerseys than you do Ryan Whitney jerseys, even though neither one of you guys did any fucking thing to help that team win championships all you did was make a funny podcast that we all love and enjoy but now here you're gonna go policing everybody that said oh if you're 39 years old or older you shouldn't wear a hockey jersey on, on what grounds do you have of that you know the reason i have this jersey it's not because i'm a penguins fan i'm not from pittsburgh i actually hate the penguins they've always had some douchebag players in the team guys like matt cook Darius Kasparias, Ryan Whitney, just to name a few. So I, the reason I got this particular jersey actually came from watching Snoop Dogg's Gin and Juice video. When I was a kid and saw that in 93, I thought this jersey was fucking awesome. And that's the reason I was able to get it when it came back around in the reverse retro collection. I like wearing jerseys. They're comfortable as hell. And on top of this, you go to the Barstool Sports website. You look at, you find, Ian, if you could pull it up so kindly, please. There's a pink Whitney hockey jersey. There's actually a few pink Whitney hockey jerseys for sale. And if you read in the description, it says in the second paragraph, in order to meet the needs of grown ass men, our custom hockey jerseys are made from 220 gram abrasion resistant, two-way stretch moisture wicking polyester when you throw one of our sweaters on so you can count for it to breathe, move, and keep you dry. Nothing worse in life than a fucking hypocrite. And that's what you are, Ryan Whitney. You're going to call everybody out for wearing hockey jerseys to games and all that stuff. And you're selling the fucking things, these pink and black pieces of shit that don't even really look that great. Like, get bent. Okay? Seriously. So what do you want us to wear? You want us to just wear quarter zips and fucking polos and goddamn Birkenstocks and khakis to every fucking game and not show our support for the team? Or is it just because you're mad that nobody's wearing a 19 Whitney jersey in Edmonton or Pittsburgh or wherever the fuck else you'd be watching the game because you weren't even worth buying a jersey for? So you know what? How, how do they stay in Boston? Go fuck yourself. I didn't. I knew you were pissed and I knew you were angry, but my gosh. Wow, that's the best Alex B. Smith ran on this show. It's not even close. My goodness, uh, we had the, uh, the, the, there it is, right there. Uh, it does stay up for some great website you got. You click yeah. the link and it doesn't even stay up on the page for more than a fucking split second. I mean, it just disappeared. I didn't click shit. And all of a sudden, yeah, the thing's exactly, gone. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, not worth, it's not worth looking at anyway. You can Google it looking. if you want, but it ain't worth looking at. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, yeah, I mean, to me, this is, this is an insane argument for a guy that's actually peddling hockey jerseys or a pink Whitney Jersey on the uh, website. You know, it's an absolutely insane argument uh, that he made there right now. Um, and look, that would be like us. We've got an ice guys store. It's called ice guys.myspreadshop.com. It would be like us saying, you know what? Don't wear hoodies anywhere. You know, and we we're selling ice guys hoodies. Don't wear hoodies. They stink. You know, that's just not proper to be wearing a hoodie outside. Somewhere. And you, and you yeah. better fucking believe that in some point we will have ice guys jerseys for sale soon. Believe it. Yeah, we we support the jersey. Uh, the people that don jerseys to hockey games, we support you. We're in your corner, uh, no question about that. Wow, he's you're a, he, and by the way, if you look at the replies to Ryan Whitney's the video clip of him saying adult males should not wear jerseys, he's getting roasted. You know, there's everybody saying you're you're taking the L here. 
uh, with that with that opinion. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, and Alex B. Smith, like I said, I knew he was going to get fired up by that uh, for sure. Um, there you go. Welcome to the Ice Guys Show, Chad. There you go. Uh, we don't. That was intense. I like it. That was intense. Yeah, I'm, I've I'm, never I'm, seen Alex that angry at directly at one person. And this is my right. first first view of Alex. Yeah, yeah, it's not like this all the time. I promise. <laughs> yeah. no, but you're hitting him right where it hurts with a comment That's like funny. that. You no, know, I'm because... I'm for my, my stats is I'm for everyone just do what you want. Like who cares? Uh, yeah. There's too much judgment in the world right now. It's like just yeah. do what you want to do. Like if you're happy with wearing a jersey, go ahead. If you don't, don't wear one. Don't make he was fun not of fully confident. The other guy, I don't really care. Yeah, do exactly. what you want to do. No, and he was not fully confident in his opinion too, because the what he said in that clip was too. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. You can tell me, or it, that's what he said. Something along those lines. You could tell he was he was kind of concerned that he'd get some. Which, which is even worse. He's wishy washy yeah. about it. Like then don't even yeah. make the comment. Yeah. yeah, like he wasn't like vehement. Yeah, it's flat out. You're a flat out idiot, or you look stupid as an adult male wearing a jersey he didn't see he wasn't con it with he didn't have conviction in his argument you could tell because he was saying well maybe i'm wrong and what you guys can tell me if i'm wrong and that's that's not convinced that you're right as far and you're wrong in this case uh, if you're ryan whitney for sure uh chad let's get uh let's get to you and your career uh you've been around the block you know ahl of course you mentioned the hartford wolfpack we're in that organization of course uh for a bit then you went to europe for a while uh, I know for a fact that a few years ago there was concern about whether you'd play again, and you've gone through some serious um, struggles, I guess, in terms of injuries. And you know, there was a time when the injuries were so bad that uh, you ended up, you know, having you know dizziness and you know blurred vision, and you had some real serious concerns at that time. And you were wondering, you know, am I going to keep going on through this? It led to some anxiety. It led to some depression at the time for you. So. You've really gone through a lot, Chad, in your hockey uh, career and your hockey journey, uh, haven't you? Yeah, what a wild ride. To be honest, I thought the the first time I played, I was um, – well, after college, I was literally just sitting there and we're in off-season, so we're party mode every day, studying for a few tests. And and my roommate, uh, Tyson Hobbins, he's from Saskatchewan. He had an old coach with the Nippon Hawks and Hardy Sauter was his name, in Boise, Idaho, in the East Coast League. And so he calls Tyson and said, hey, come come to this PTO or whatever. And uh, what what's that Narian kid doing? I remember him from juniors. I played in Yorkton. And he's like, is he fat or is he is he in shape still or is it off season or whatever? And he goes, he goes, does he want to come to it? I didn't even really know what pro off he was to this crazy but i'm from a small town in saskatchewan springside 400 people i went to college i was lost and then realized like ah, my brother has a really good construction company i did it for like seven years with him in the off seasons when i played and i was like i'll probably just head back and do that so i go play this pro hockey and this pto and start doing well and this and that and they're like i want to resign you next year i was like oh that's cool so I did that. But then, you know, the ECHL, you can get cut any day. You can get sent home any day. So I'm like, let's call my brother. It'll be like, any day now, I'll just come home and start doing construction with you. And then the one day, he, the the coach calls me and he goes, and I'm kind of in and out of the lineup. He calls me and I'm seeing this number and I'm like, oh, man, I'm getting sent home today. Whatever it is, what it is. It was a good run. And he goes, uh, can you go pick up this guy from the airport? <laughs> and I'm like, what? He's like. 
was like, I thought you're calling me, send me home. He's like, oh, no, man, I'm never going to send you home. We, we love what you bring, but I just need you to go pick up a new player from the airport. <laughs> I was like, okay. So then that kind of gave me the confidence that I could do this in my life. And I started doing it at the ECHL level. I was having a great time. I played in Boise, Idaho, Prescott Valley, Arizona, Vegas, Greenville, South Carolina, all elite cities until I got called up. And I was like, I was just playing. I was having fun, making garbage money. But then I'd go home, work with my brother's company, make enough to, to, to save up a little. And then I'd go play hockey again. So I did that until AHL called, which was great. And then NHL and then Europe and now made a career out of it. So I don't even know what it is, 11, 12 years now. Yeah, that's a that's a good long length, and I'm looking at it. Yeah, you're looking at double digit years now that you've been playing yeah. this trade, uh, various countries, various leagues, <laughs> up and down and all around. And I remember talking to you not too uh, long ago uh, about that you were thinking of packing it in. Uh, you're obviously built your own uh, lifestyle and home in Las Vegas and another business now, uh, real estate. Correct. Yeah, I got uh, when I when I missed that year with the concussion injury. I thought I was probably done. Uh, I wasn't really getting help from anyone. So my wife kind of threw out the idea like, hey, what, what's next? Like, what do you want to do? And, and my good buddy um, has a mortgage company. And I, I just decided, uh, okay, I'll go do this. I showed up on his doorstep with, it, with my mortgage license like six weeks later and learned from him and started getting into that business with him. And so I've been doing that for two years now and it's going well on the side. There you go. Excellent stuff. And we do, as we always do with a guest that's with us uh, for the first time, we do a little highlight reel or we do a little bit of a, a opportunity here to uh, uh, take a look and oh, wait a minute, just one sec. We'll cue it up in just a, a second here. But uh, yeah, I mean, definitely uh, you've been at it for a very long time. And uh, just recently, uh, what league did you just complete this past season? Where were you playing and what team? Uh, Germany. So I started off in, I have a German passport as well. My grandpa was born there, but, uh, I started in France. Super interesting. So this team in Grenoble was, uh, was in champions league and they called me like a week into training camp and they wanted one more import guy. And my agent called and my agent, Derek McCann, he's out of, uh, out of Calgary now was Montreal, but he's like, Hey man, it's, right in the French Alps. It's pretty cool. They're offering you like solid money. And, and do you want to go? I was like, called the wife. I was like, you want to go to France? <laughs> she's like, she's like, sure. Sounds good. So it was three months. Who's going to turn that down? French Alps. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it was only a three month contract. So um, we did that for champions league. And then I moved over to Frankfurt in the, in the top German league. Yeah, and uh, obviously, and that's it's good hockey over there because now I've, I've, I'm paying more attention to it. I'm betting it a little bit uh, as well. You know, I won with the Ravensburg Tower Stars, you know, oh, in, yeah. in their championship in the second German league yesterday. So uh, I was yeah. very happy to uh, see that uh, unfold. Uh, uh, so here we go. Uh, it's time to go into the highlight reel, the vault of Chad Nairing, if you will, for just a second here, which we always do. We play a clip from uh, one of the uh, previous uh, games from your uh, past. And uh, this is one where you uh, – you're chucking the gloves a little bit or chucking the mitts here a little bit in this one with a guy that I think played in the NHL for a bit. Here we go. Chris Bork and Chris Mueller pick up the assist, and there's a hard hit on Dar or Darian Derzinski. Lays a hard hit there on Crystal, coming in to defend his teammate here and wow. getting beaten up pretty good by Darian Derzinski. That's a big we'll guy. See who I it was that there guy. for Hartford. It was Chad you know, Nary. Derzinski got a big you know, hit in. No guts by you to take And then that guy pretty on. much dominated the fight. 
Yeah, so I, I kind of like gave Crystal a little bit of, I remember that one, I gave Crystal a little bit of a suey pass, not full suey, but like a little bit. And this guy ran him pretty good. So I was like, I got to jump him. But the funny thing is, is I've never like really fought a lot in my career. And the only way I knew I was going to stay up when I got called up to the American League is fight. So I was like winning faceoffs and fighting anything possible. And the funny part is I was roommates with Nick Tarnaski my um, second year in Hartford. But the first year in Hartford, he was there. And I was typical depth forward. Yep. Yeah, and I was li- I was living in the hotel, this and that, and I was out for beers one one night, and he was there, and a few of the guys were there, and it was after the night. I f- it was my third game up, and I fought uh, that Darren Kramer. Uh, he oh yeah, I remember he, him. Fifty fights a year, big guy, and so like I just didn't really, I just didn't really care. Like he slashed a goalie, I was like, whatever, I'll just fight this guy. I didn't know who he was, this and that, because I'm coming from the coast, so I know. Nobody I didn't don't read the rosters and stuff. And uh, so I'm at the bar and Tarnassi comes up to me. He's like, dude, you, you that guy you fought is tough. And I was like, oh, yeah, but don't know. And uh, he's like, doesn't face me. Like, I was like, well, yeah, I kind of just held on because I haven't really like fought a lot in my career. But until that year. But then I was just like, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool, whatever. Just trying to stay up here. And he's like, oh, man, I thought you were like a. Uh, a, a young prospect like i didn't know you fight and stuff i was like no man i'm 27 years old like uh first time called up uh just trying to like making more money here that i maybe have, don't have to work in the summer so uh just gonna find a way to stay up and he's like well i respect that and he's from alberta so he's like you want to be my buddy i was like sure so we became pretty good buddies <laughs> it's a funny little story it is. Yeah. I remember Nick Tarnaski. Yeah, he had he had a good stint in the uh, show for a while, the NHL. Yeah, yeah. good stint in the show, and then yep. and then even in Hartford, like we were playing a line together in fourth line, and he'd play like five minutes a night, and he'd have, I think he ended up like twelve goals in like fifteen fights that year. <laughs> I was like, that's probably the best bang for your buck. <laughs> no, exactly. Yes. Maybe had a Gordy Howe hat trick or two, maybe. Pretty much uh, every game. <laughs> Yeah, I know. He was a, he was a tough son of a gun. You know, I definitely remember him. He was with Tampa Bay, I think, for a bit, a couple other mm-hmm. teams. But, yeah, yeah uh, he was definitely right not someone you were uh, willing to uh, mess with, for sure. Uh, great yeah. stuff, great stories. And uh, like I say, after all the injuries and everything you went through a few years ago, it's good to see you're in good shape physically now as well. Although I know you had your season end prematurely this year due to injury, but uh, recovering nicely, I assume, from that as well. Yeah, rehabbing for the, the hamstring tear, yeah. So it happened uh, – couple months ago and still not quite there but luckily it's a long off season yeah definitely good stuff indeed uh, so chad good to have chad with us all right we're going to transition to the nhl now we've got of course a few games that took place last night it was another great bet cast we thanks we thank everybody for joining us on the uh, bet cast last night it was a lot of fun once again uh, watching the three games uh, take place uh kevin we haven't had a word from you yet so let's get you in here on uh, uh obviously you weren't with us saturday but uh you're back home now uh, here uh, in uh, Ontario again, and uh, good to have you back home and uh, home safely. And uh, how's the playoffs going for you? It's been, uh, yeah, a lot of fun uh, watching the hockey. It's good to be back at home base here. Um, just did have a question for Chad there. I saw he played in uh, Las Vegas. I, I know some buddies that played in the coast there, and they, they said, like, it's heck of a time. Um, I also know Frankfurt is a, is a pretty great city. So I just wanted to ask kind of the comparison between those those two spots, like what where where do you have more fun? I'd say off the ice between Frankfurt and Las Vegas. Well, it's it's a little bit different because 
Vegas was what 10, 12 years ago. And yeah. uh, I was on my own first time in like a major, major city. And uh, so that was, it was a little wild. I, I, I met a lot of good people and a lot of the players too were guys that were flying in from different spots. It was their first time playing pro hockey. And it's, so it's like, you look at this, the strips right there, I can see it. You look at that as a younger guy and you're like, Whoa, <laughs> like, what am I doing? But you're making 500 bucks a week though. That's the problem. Right. So you had, we had a lot of good connections with, with nightlife, with, uh, ticketing people and stuff. So we actually got to enjoy a lot of stuff in Vegas on that salary. And now with Frankfurt, Frankfurt's an amazing city. I actually re-signed there. I was, I was so excited to, to be, a, be in a great city. It's the most Americanized city you can be in. Uh, my wife comes half the time because, uh, with her work here. So she'll be there a month and home a month to work and then back a month. So we enjoy like easy flights in, direct flights, but like great dinner spots. You basically can find anything in Frankfurt you want. It's easy flying out. My place is 15 minutes from the airport. So it's it's just little different dynamics. But some of the younger single guys there, like they're telling me all about these underground clubs and stuff and me and my wife went to one with a few of the group and we're like, it's a little different than Vegas. It's great <laughs> underground rather than like skyscraper or whatever, but it's yeah. a little bit different. Um, but both super cool. I've always been a guy to try to find. I've been able at the coast level, pick the cities I want because a couple teams don't wanted me. So I'd pick the better city a um, little bit in Germany as well. So yeah, but AHL, you don't really have that choice. So you just get called up and you go to wherever you want. Yeah, no, it's it's nice. uh, so you say Frankfurt's a lot. Yeah, no, uh, look, McDonald's is everywhere around the world. That's a perfect example. Like, you can't, you know, all these European countries. I'm seeing Tim Hortons is starting to get it over in Europe, too. So, they have Chipotle in uh, in Chipotle? Frankfurt. There's two of them. Oh, That's wow. the only ones in Germany. Yeah. Huh. So, there yeah. you go. I mean, it's like you, people are there's always that little phobia. I know that there's people that I know and family and friends that are phobia when they're just they're so North Americanized. That they say, hey, if I go to Europe, I go to Asia, I go to Japan, China, or wherever, you know, it's going to be a little bit of an adjustment. And I'm, I don't know if I'm going to be comfortable there, but uh, it sounds like, hey, you go to Germany, you're going to have a good time. You'll be able to get comfortable yeah. pretty quickly. Yeah. Did you, have a, before, did you have a hot dog there, the Frankfurter? Did you get to try that? What's that? Did you get to try the Frankfurter in Frankfurt hot dog? Oh, yeah. I, w I went to a few of the Eintracht Frankfurt soccer games, and you can have the old foot long hot dogs oh, or whatever nice, they call nice. it. I'd sign up for that. Oh, oh dude. The German, I'm like my dad's, my dad's German. So he, he loves when he comes over, it's like German food every night. And okay. like, I like it once a week or once Lots of schnitzel, week. huh? Yeah. yeah. My wife's Italian. So we're eating a lot different now, but <laughs> I'll, I'll mix in the odd German meal with the guys once every week or two weeks. She's not a big fan of that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's nice. a big difference in the in the food. But with my dad, it was like five nights in a row. And I was like, oh, man, I think I gained 10 pounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Good stuff. Um, last night, of course, uh, three games. Uh, we'll just talk. The stunning development to me of the entire night was what took place with the Islanders. I thought the Islanders were going to be done uh, after uh, last night. But uh, they ended up having a really nice uh, bounce back performance. Uh, against the uh, Carolina Hurricanes, uh, both you know, Ilya Sorokin was terrific, especially early when Carolina had a really good push uh, in that game. But the Islanders, they got their b bigger players stepping up. Barzal with a big goal, uh, Brock Nelson 
uh, with a big goal for the Islanders as well. Uh, and they stave off elimination. And now they've got a little seed of doubt probably in this Hurricanes team. I think Carolina is definitely open to close that out last night. Now they got to make an unnecessary trip back to UBS Arena there in Belmont Park, you know, for game six. So uh, that series is not over yet. And the Islanders are back in it now, down 3-2 in that series. Uh, it was disappointing too, Marty Natchez, who I had over shots and you couldn't even find him last night. It was probably one of the worst games I've seen Marty Natchez play in a long time. The, the, that's the bad news. The good news is I had Brent Burns over shots on goal. The guy has four shots on goal before we even get out of the first period. So uh, that was really good to see last night in that uh, Canes game. Uh, and then, of course, we saw da Minnesota. Uh, taken apart by the Dallas Stars last night, shut out by Jake Ottinger. And no, it was not a ref screw job, uh, according to some uh, Terry Edelman. We love Terry, and but he loves his Minnesota Wild sometimes to a fault. That he's just saying, hey, we got screwed. And, you know, the referees are betting on the Dallas Stars and all kinds of this kind of stuff last night. Uh, obviously not a good night for him or the Wild. But let's be honest, Dallas was better. Dallas was ready to go. They pounced on the five-minute major that was given to Felino. Uh, early in that game, uh, Sagan with the early goal got him going. Uh, they were opportunistic. Uh, they they broke down the Wild defense better than they had in the previous four games in that series. I think it was Dallas's best game of the series by far. And of course, Jake Ottinger keeps getting stronger and better as this series goes on. He was fantastic in Game Four, and he gets the shutout last night uh, in the victory over the uh, Minnesota Wild. So Dallas up three two and a chance to close out the series back in Minnesota Friday night. Uh, for game six. And then we ended the night with uh, the Edmonton Oilers um, really for the first time in this series, making the LA Kings look um, really bad in terms of defending the speed and the offensive uh, potency that the Oilers had. I mean, the Kings were running around, they were coughing up the puck breakdowns left and right. Maybe not the best game from Jonas Corpusalo either. He started out really strong, but you know, Edmonton kept peppering shots and, uh, uh, chances were coming fast and furious. The Kings just did not defend very well, as tight as they can, uh, and it ended up being a tough night for the uh, Kings as they get beaten down by the Oilers. Corpusalo pulled uh, Phoenix Copley uh, in net to finish that game. I think it's going to be very similar to what we saw with Edmonton after Skinner, after he got pulled uh, for uh, Jack Campbell uh, the previous game, uh, you know, and they went right back to Stuart Skinner last night. I think it's going to be the same thing for L.A., yeah, they pulled Corpusalo last night. They put Phoenix Copley in. They'll go back to Corpusalo, I believe, in uh, Game Six. I fully believe that when the scene shifts to LA. But uh, you know, Kings got to make a, uh, some changes here, some adjustments. You know, you need a little bit more from players other than just Kempe and Kopitar and Moore all the time. I mean, they've got to get a little bit more from you know some of their depth forwards. I think Arvidsson's kind of had a quiet series uh, for the Kings so far. Could get a little more from him. Fiala really hasn't done a whole lot since he returned from injury for the Kings. So uh, they've got a lot of room for improvement. They're going to need to be a whole lot better if they're going to see a game seven uh, in that series. Uh, Alex, thoughts on the uh, three games last night? Yeah, we'll start with the Dallas and Minnesota game. I mean, that was a, a lot of fun to watch. And, you know, I thought Minnesota was going to come out with a better effort. I thought this was going to be a tight back and forth game and Dallas would get the win in overtime. I was, I was saying I was looking for a soul crushing win from Dallas to set up uh, finishing off a of game six. And we still ended up getting that that result as far as I'm concerned, getting shut out uh, in, in that spot, the way you just, the body language, the last 40 minutes of play for Minnesota, you could just tell that they just didn't have it. And now coming home and this is the spot where I think having that extra day off is worse. 
I think if they could come and keep the same pattern, they you know this might not be a, a puncher chance where Minnesota could force a game seven here with that extra day and they're back home and they're hearing God knows what from any of the podcast or radio or whatever you turn to uh, here in, in, in the cities. That's just going to loom large with them, and the mood in that arena is going to be so tense. It'll be electric early, but once the puck drops, it's going to get tense. And if Dallas can score the first goal in that game, they're probably going to score the rest of them and, and win. And it'll be pin season. drop heaven as soon as it, that happens. Yeah, yeah. It'll be radio yeah. silent uh, if Dallas takes a lead at any point uh, in that time. So big win for Dallas, and they should be able to advance uh, after this weekend. You know, L.A. and Edmonton. Edmonton did what they had to do. You know, they, they came out, put, played a, a full effort, uh, getting scoring contributions all over the place, getting great saves from Skinner, like I said. And, and I was skeptical of Skinner starting. And not to say that, oh, Skinner's done. I was thinking that you just wanted to keep riding that momentum of Jack Campbell because you don't know if you're going to get that again. If you need to call on Campbell again, he may not step up the same way he did in that particular spot. And so that's the the logic I, I said with maybe you start Campbell, but they went with Skinner and it worked out beautifully. He bounced back. Uh, he seems to be rounded in the form. And now it just seems really difficult to imagine them losing two more games uh, to this Kings team. It seems like they might be on the the, the you know the, the strong path to move forward in advance. And of course, Carolina and, and the Islanders, we were, you know, bummed out, thought Carolina was going to just wrap up and end this thing. But now, you know, the Islanders are, are really the team that should be the favorite here because they have Ilya Sorokin. You have a goaltender who can steal you two games and you just need two more games. Uh, and that's the spot I'm probably looking at. Carolina might, you know, be kind of back against the wall, feeling a little bit of the nerves. I think I think the Islanders have the edge there, and I think Carolina may sense that a little bit. Uh, so that's something I'll be looking at for the game six and seven. I'm probably going to be rooting on the Islanders here to wrap that series up. Yeah, we ca- I cashed some props in that game, but, man, to have the full game over land on five, a push, it ended 3-2, and then not get the third period over, which we talk about has been so strong in elimination games, betting third period overs because, you know, one team's got to take chances, but that fell short. Uh, I'm kind of still disappointed I didn't bet Dallas individually last night, but I did bet Dallas to win the series, so I'm still happy the Stars won. We got the series bet, which was one of my biggest series bets, was Dallas to beat Minnesota. It was best bet on the playoff preview show for me. Dallas to win the series against Minnesota. So we're in good shape there. Just one more win needed. And then, of course, Edmonton gets the – that was a good game for me The for the most part. You had Edmonton first period puck line, uh, first period overcashed. So uh, that was good to see in that Oilers and Kings game last night. Uh, Chad, uh, what were your thoughts from uh, last night's uh, three games? Yeah, so I I was actually really surprised the Canes are up 3-1. to one. Um and the Islanders, they're sneaky, but Sorokin's been terrible. And he was much better last night. And uh, with Carolina, I just that just shows what coaching and systems can do to a team. Because, dude, you take out your first line, which is probably, what, 60, 70, 80 goals, <laughs> and you're still up 3-1. to one. Like, there's guys coming up from the, the minors and, and still doing it. So, obviously, whatever... Brandamore's doing there is insane. Yeah, no um, Spetsnikov and no Terabinin is what you're referring exactly, to. Exactly, exactly. It's it's shocking. And then who else missed yesterday? Was it Jury? Uh, Jury was out too. And Jack Jury. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like they're they're just depleted, but they do have a really good defense. Uh, I played with Brady Shea. He's a stud, and 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 he might not even be their best on their team. So um, yeah, I was really surprised that they're up, but I still think the Islanders. I think. I think they're going to push it to seven. I think they're going to come back and win uh, in seven. I think the goaltender just kicked in. 
and they're going to get rolling now. They won on the road. So that one's interesting. Um, I just think the Canes, if they just had, if they just had that little bit of more scoring punch from their injuries, they could win the Stanley Cup. But you take out Patrick Shvechnikov and Teravine, and that's what they thought they were going into the playoffs with, whatever. And they're in trouble without that. You got to score in the playoffs. You see these these good teams moving on to the Edmonton series. Like, is it good when Skinner lets in three goals? Like, that's good these days because these teams are so good. Like, yep. like when when Samsonov lets in three, like that's okay because they're going to score four or five. It's you can't let in five, which is like not like old school used to be two one one nothing. Now it's the opposite. It's like who's the first to get the five who can just save three like and and that's what the Edmonton one's like oh Skinner great decision coming back in he only let in three well that was a win because they, they scored what six that's right like, it's insane that's like, a good performance these days for a lot of goalies because yeah, exactly. you know it's tough to stop offenses and B your team can score a lot that's why it used yeah. to be the saying like first to get the three wins now it's like first to get the probably five wins um but yeah, so so that that those games are just fun to watch. I mean, it, it's it's good for us on the West Coast. We get games at four and then games at like six thirty or seven, so it's great. Um, and then the the oh, those guys are just so. I think L.A. This is the problem with the 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 seedings. The L.A. and Edmonton series. I think both of those teams could be like Stanley Cup contenders, and I think Tampa and Toronto. The whole world has said that, and the whole world is right. It, and it's frustrating because they're like Tampa. I don't like you've watched these games. These are insane. Like what Toronto's doing, I get it. That's what sports all about. But like Toronto could, should easily be down three one in the series and just be done again. And I'm a big Toronto fan. I grew up loving Toronto, so I'm always gonna cheer for them the most if I have to pick a team. And they should definitely be done. But here we go. They something changed, and then. Nylander, like it, we have a group chat, all my buddies. It's like Matthews, Nylander, this and this. It's like looking soft, this and this. And then he has three assists. And I'm like, yep. or Matthews, like no show. And and everyone always has the, the, the debate. McDavid. He goes from no show to the two of the biggest goals in a Leaf playoff. Exactly. Because, and then, and then I texted yeah. someone. Yeah. I was like, that's why he's worth $12 million a year. He could do nothing all game. And then just snap two home because he's a stud, picks one out of air, like two and a half feet. Like that's the difference. And that's how good he is. Um, but yeah, it's it just, it's fun to watch these series. It, it, I, I've never seen playoffs this intense and this fun to watch and how good these players are. And then the Dallas series, <laughs> I don't even know why I waited last for that one. That one's insane. That one's intense. But I'm a big, I, I'm a big Dallas guy. I like Dallas. Uh, my best buddy. He's best friends with Jamie Ben, so I know him a little bit. So I kind of root for the people that if I know them a little bit or, or met him a few times. So I'm a big Dallas fan, and, and I think that guy's a warrior. Um, he'll do anything. He's an enigma, though. Some games he's dominant, and some games he's yeah. totally unnoticeable. That's the thing. But and, been. and hearing yeah. about him, he's literally and meeting him a few times and chatting with him. Like he's known as one of the best captains in the league. He takes care of the team. He sets up anytime they're going through issues. He sets up everything. I heard he's oh, one of the yeah. best leaders ever made. So that's pretty cool. And that's why I kind of root for them on the side a little bit too. He takes he takes care of, of per, you know teammates' personal problems or personal issues or if something's going on off the ice with them. He's, he actually takes the time to care and find out and 
help them through it, that kind of thing. Because I know Patrice Bergeron, Boston is like that. Uh, yeah, no I, I read a tweet yesterday. Influence. I read a tweet yep. about that yesterday. Yep. He calls he calls uh, the AHL guys all the time and helps them out, which is super cool. Yeah, yeah, I definitely hear comparable things to what you said about Ben about uh, Bergeron in Boston too. But that's what that's what you love to see, definitely uh, out of your cap. So it sounds like if you want to take Chad Nering's advice here, he sounds like he's recommending New York Islanders plus three twenty five to win the series here. Uh, he thinks they can come back and get it done here against the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. That is a nice price, plus 325 when you know they're getting the home game coming up. And then we've seen Carolina lose a game seven at home, by the way, last year in the second round against the uh, New York Rangers. So it can be done for sure. Uh, Kevin, uh, what did you think of those games last night? Yeah, I'll start with the Islanders-Hurricanes then. Um, I did have Islanders in seven going into this series. So definitely surprised to see them down as well. You get down 3-1. Um, they pulled it out last night, but they did not look great. Like from what I thought, I felt like the whole game was in their end. Uh, I felt like they were just, just kind of hanging on. Um, if that, if that offside play didn't, didn't come back. I think, I think that's a different game. I think getting out of the first period, uh, still, still holding that lead there, I think, I think was big for them. Um, and that's why I don't, I don't like that rule because I, I'm surprised I haven't seen more of these where, it's offside and then the play goes on for a while. Like when they first... got to come all the way back, if it's called no goal, put the clock back to what it was at the time of the offside. And yeah, there's a lot, that's controversial. There's a lot, some people that love that rule because they get the call right. And then there's some that say, come on, it's offside. It's a fractional, you know, difference in a lot of cases. Just let it go. Let it stand. Yep. Yeah. I think in the, in the flow of the game, I don't think a fraction makes a difference unless you're, you're dealing with the actual goal line, whether the puck puck goes in. Um, but I've been waiting for more of these situations where, you know, they, they cross the blue line, they, they're in there for two minutes and then they score and then they call it back and they're throwing two minutes on the clock. Like, I, I don't, I don't like that. So like when it first got challenged, I, you know, I was just watching them work around the power play and I forgot they even entered the zone. So like, you know, I don't, I don't like that as far as, uh, you know, calling that back, but uh, yeah, I think that was a difference for, for the Islanders. I mean, that that's the rule. Um I like now that, yeah, I, I, I agree. And there, there's doubt now with, with Carolina, you know, that one, one game makes a difference. So uh, that confidence starts to change. And I think the Islanders now have a chance, even though that, that was a, a scrape out job by them. They, they did not look that great. Uh, I did have Brock Nelson over uh, Marty, Marty Nakis there um, going into the series as far as goal scoring. So, Nelson's now up up two on that goal last night, so that, that was big for me to see that one. Yeah, good call um, there. Yep. Yeah. Next one there, uh, Minnesota Wild, Dallas Stars. Yeah, Ottinger is starting to take over this this series, and for Minnesota, that's that's why you can't throw away game two and, and throw Flurry in there. For me, I, I still think, yeah, that, that was one you can't you can't throw away. You got to keep yeah, the. How- uh, bad is that decision looking now because that's now a reason why you're down three two instead of maybe up three two right now yep yeah so so for me that that one i think hurts them big time um i was i was picking unders in this series big time and and the unders now are are up three two with with that one um after a couple couple wild ones early in the in the series um so that's i look for that to kind of continue i know there was one game there that was about to go under, and there was there was either one or two empty netters at the end that kind of put it over. Um, so I'm looking for these unders to continue. I, I think this goaltending matchup is still still going to be good the last last couple of games. 
then then the last one, Edmonton, LA. Edmonton finally put in that, that full effort. Uh, you know, they scored, they came up buzzing again. They scored the first two and LA scored that one, made it two one. And at first it's like, Oh, here we go again. Yep. You know, LA is going to turn the tides. And this is the first time they kind of just kept the pedal on the gas, uh, kept going through it. The they didn't game. sit back last night. They kept the offensive onslaught and the rush forward. The defensemen were jumping into the play still. Like they didn't stop playing aggressively with the lead. That was the difference. Yeah. Yeah. And for me to play Skinner, that for me, that was no brainer. Yeah. Like you couldn't, last two months of the season, you couldn't put Jack Campbell in the net. So sh- sure, he gave you good a good 40 minutes, but, you know, it's a, it's a small sample size. Uh, I don't think – I mean, L.A. was probably going to come back in that game no matter what. Yeah. Because that's that's just what they've been doing when they get down. Um, and I don't think the, the little bump of momentum from him was worth taking a guy that's been your your main guy the last, last two months. Um, like when Jack Campbell went into that game, I hammered the over. Because one, I knew Edmonton's probably going to come back, but also I just did not, did not trust them, and I don't think I don't think the players trust them. Um, so he came up, came up huge. Good for him. Made a couple good saves, but that's that's his role right now. Like he's he's got to be ready to go in the games. Um, yeah, he's he's not going to take over the starting job just just on that. It's still still Skinner's net, uh, and it's it's going to be the rest of the playoffs uh, until Jack Campbell has, you know. Uh, an extended period of time, like in a season where he shows, Hey, I'm capable of being a, a performer. It's, it's Jack, it's a, uh, it's Stuart Skinner's net. So, uh, but yeah, good to see Edmonton. Finally, I think everyone's been waiting for this, them just to take over a game and uh, yeah, some exciting matchups. So it's been fun. Yeah, it has been. It's been a good playoffs. The refereeing has been shit in a lot of games and a lot of series, but there's that, that's not, not much you can do about that. You just got to hope it's better. The, the, the product on the ice has definitely been exciting. Hopefully it's exciting tonight as well. We have two games on tap, including a uh, elimination game in Boston. Do or die for the Florida Panthers trailing three games to one against the Boston Bruins. We've got uh, Boston minus 250, a uh, home favorites here uh, in game five. Uh, and the total in this game, six uh, shaded to the over uh, in this one. Uh, when you think you look at this matchup here with Florida and Boston, we know for the Bruins, they are getting their captain, uh, Patrice Bergeron, back uh, in the lineup, which is huge for them. Um, no question about that. Hasn't played yet in this series or in these playoffs. Uh, he'll be returning to the uh, lineup tonight for the uh, Bruins, and it looks like it is going to be him with uh, Pasternak and Bertuzzi uh, in the on the uh, top line. Hall, Zaka, DeBrusque. Will end up being your second line, or although there could be, I think Marshawn might be up there. So just keep an eye on that. Marshawn's not going to be on a third line; he'll be on the second line. But Bergeron will be back for the uh, Bruins. Florida, it is good news for them on the injury front as well for this game. Of course, Aaron Ekblad. We talked about how much they've missed him. Of course, especially the last game, you could tell that defense just uh, was unable. Uh, to get the job done in that 6-2 loss. They struggled in their own end. There was no Aaron Ekblad. He had an undisclosed injury uh, in game four, but he's back tonight. So the uh, blue line is intact again for the uh, Florida Panthers. Um, Will it make a difference? That's the question because it it did start to look in the two games in Florida like Boston is starting to show that they are, you know, the superior team. They didn't, you know, what's funny about Boston. They really didn't play a good game in this series until game three in Florida. Game one in Boston, they won, but they didn't play great. Game two, uh, they definitely did not play well. That's the game they lost to Florida. But it really took until game three and game four to see the best of the Bruins. Uh, I think they probably wrapped the series tonight. But again, you're talking minus 250 with the uh, home favorite here, the Bruins on the money line. It's a little too pricey 
for my liking here in this game. What I do like here is uh, the over six minus 120. Uh, I think you're going to see this one go up and over the total. It's an elimination game. Florida's got to throw everything, including the kitchen sink at Boston and Linus Allmark tonight uh, with their season on the line. And I also like the third period over as a standalone bet as well, just like last night. The only difference is I hope we get a better result than last night where that third period over fell short. But I'm going back to it here. A pregame third period over a bet here in this uh, Florida-Boston game. We've talked about this theory and concept for years on the show. Playoff elimination games tend to go over the total in the third period because the team that's facing elimination, uh, they pull the goalie sometimes earlier with four or five minutes left in the third period, and you can get a bunch of goals uh, in the third period as a result of that. So that's what we're looking for here tonight in this game. By the way, the third period over, you can find it minus 145 over two at BetMGM. So you got to lay a price, but that's the way to go about it. I think over two, minus 145, third period over for the uh, Panthers and Bruins. As I also bet the over six, minus 120 here for the uh, full game. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Game five, Panthers, Bruins. Yeah, that's the only play that I have right now is that over uh, two in the third period. I laid 140 at MGM, but it's moved to 145. I like it all the way up to 155. Uh, if this is the only thing you're betting, you know, like I said, I, this is the time of year where I have no problem laying that kind of a price. Regular season, I would just stay away from this altogether. But that's the only value you're going to get. I mean, you're laying 250 if you're betting the Bruins the whole way. But but even if the Bruins aren't playing well, they have an off night and lose this, you still could, you know, uh, cash getting three goals in the, th- in the third period. You can also try and look for that, uh, you know, most uh, goals in, in a period, be the third period. I'm not seeing that up in a lot of places, though. I know bet online. Normally had those during the regular season. Shockingly, do not, they do not have those up for some of these elimination games. So I, get, I think they're kind of cut, catching on to that. So you may not get enough value if you look for uh, most goals scored within a period going for the third period. You just have to kind of lay it out of the way. So third period over, Boston takes care of business advances in the next round. Yeah, I, I do think Florida is going to score a little bit tonight. I beat the backs against the wall because they did it. Remember, they scored six the last time they were in this building you know, at TD Garden in game two. So from a prop standpoint, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna focus on players that I think are going to make the biggest impact. Right now, I hate to say this because he's the captain, but I can't trust Barkov right now. He's had a very disappointing season, series. He's had an underwhelming series so far for the Florida Panthers. I'm looking more at the guys that have been more noticeable. And when I look at goal props, which I'll sprinkle a couple, or, or point props and certainly shots on goal props, for Florida, I'm looking at Kachuk. I'm looking at Sam Bennett, who's really been noticeable in terms of shots on goal here the last few games. And he scored, uh, of course, in a couple of the games for the Panthers. I think he scored in each game since he's been back. So his goal prop, I think, is worth a look. Sam Bennett, he's been noticeable for the Florida Panthers. I think Montour and Ekblad from the blue line are going to be ripping pucks on net as often as possible. So getting those two in their shots on goal prop, you could even throw Gus Forsling in there if you want. Uh, But I think those are the guys that I'm focusing on for Florida props. For Boston, Marshawn, Pasternak, goal props, shots on goal props. I mean, that's all these guys do. They step up. You could even go with Taylor Hall because he's got the hot hand right now for the Boston Bruins right now. So those are the players I'm really dialing in on here as far as the uh, player prop market uh, in this uh, Bruins and uh, Panthers game. I also think the uh, save prop tonight for Linus Allmark's not a bad option either because Florida's got to go all out, obviously. Fire pucks at the net. Uh, you know, just everything to the net, traffic to the net, the usual cliches, you know, simplify things. That's always what coaches say in a spot like this when your back's against the wall. So uh, I think it'll be a busy night uh, in between the uh, pipes here tonight for 
uh, Linus Allmark in this uh, matchup tonight against the uh, Florida Panthers, who again are trying to stave off uh, elimination here in this game. Bergeron, too, overshots on goal. By the way, I want to point out with Bergeron's shot prop, assuming he plays, I, I'm pretty sure he's going to play. I know some places still have him as game-time decision, but I really do think he's playing. It is worth noting, if you look back at last year's playoffs for Boston, that series against Carolina where they lost in seven, every game Bergeron went over shots on goal. Every game. Uh, in that first round series. So something to keep in mind. Maybe you look at Bergeron's shot prop over two and a half here. Reasonable price, minus 130. Uh, Kevin, what do you think here? Panthers, Bruins. Yeah, I, I like the angle of the Allmark over for sure. Because uh, I was debating between a few different guys on Florida who who I wanted to play the over with. Um, I think especially if they get down one in the first, you're, you're going to expect a big, big push from Florida and just throwing pucks on that. Um, Barkoff, yeah. Pretty disappointing his his effort here um, throughout the playoffs here. I, I had him in a goal-scoring prop against uh, Taylor Hall. Obviously, that one hasn't turned out too well for me. Um, yeah, he hasn't, hasn't done much. You know, you expect a lot lot bigger things uh, from a guy with that, that kind of talent. It leads and, you to wonder, maybe he's hurt. Maybe he's battling something. I don't know. But. Yeah, it's possible. So the, the one guy I'm going to zero in with who's come back from injury and has really impressed me, you mentioned it was Sam Bennett. Um, he's, he's played really well since he come back. He's, he's been way over that, that 2.5 shots on net. He's, uh, hit seven, three and five have been in th his three games. And with the, uh, the chance of them just throwing everything at the net this game, that that's a guy you got to play a little bit of juice. It's, uh, minus 168, but I'm just going to pick one guy. I'm going to play that. And then I also like the angle of going, uh, all mark on the over. Um, and then one I have never played before. You ever played this, uh, a team? total of five shots first team to five shots you ever played that before i've heard of it i've not bet it though i've heard of that so That's this caught my eye florida first team the five shots plus 146 like for me that that price i'm gonna play don't, that don't like, they have to come out on the front foot i mean they're facing elimination right makes sense and the price and, sure sounds good and i mean yeah. they're they're shots it's not like they're not getting shots like they had 44 shots last game they've hit 30 every game so they're they're getting shots. You give me that price against them facing elimination. I'm I'm gonna play that. So uh, that's the first time playing that. That that really caught my eye. I'm gonna jump on it as well at the start of the game. That's a really good. That's a really good thought process and look, in my opinion, from a betting standpoint, right there. Florida Panthers first team to five shots on goal at what plus one forty six. You said that's one forty six. Yeah. Wow. It's yeah. a really good because you got to think they got to come out firing and they they get the jump on Boston. Uh, with their season on the line. Now, Boston's good defensively. They suppress shots a lot. That's your fear. That's probably built into the price. You know, that Boston's very good at limiting shots on goal. Yeah, but, although they've, give, they've given up every game, they've given up over 30 a game yeah. so far in the last four. So, um, Florida's part, they've been they've been getting pucks on that. They have been. So, uh, I still like it, even with those concerns with Boston uh, limiting the shots on goal possibly, which, again, as you mentioned, they haven't done as nearly as well uh, in this series. Uh, Chad, what do you think? Is it over tonight for the Florida Panthers? Yeah, I got I got Boston blowing them out tonight. Um, Play the puck line there. It's not Jimmy puck line. Chad puck line tonight. Real realistically, uh, Boston's strong. I know I like a lot of Florida's players, but their their goalies are a coin flip. I mean, you've seen some of the goals going in this series. Boston at home, they're gonna they're gonna score and score and score, and then Florida's gonna panic. They'll score too, but they'll panic, pull the goalie with eight minutes left and they're, they're going to win by 
they're going to pull the goalie until their season's on the line. So they'll pull it twice. They'll pull it three times and it'll be a three goal spread or whatever. I think, I think they're, they're that's what they're going to do. They're going to, they're going to panic. They're going to do it. I just don't think Florida has enough. They're just, it's weird with the team they have with not a ton of changes. Some obviously the big ones, but they just, it can't figure out a net and, and they have to get a guy, which is great on lion, but, he he's not uh he did really well but he's not that it kind of worked with that uh hamburglar story in 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 yeah. ottawa he had a great run and he andrew hot. hammond yeah yeah goalies catch hot i i played with Ham, uh, hammond for a little bit in binghamton but it, they, they just they get hot but the the true goalie is is um Bobrovsky making 10 million a year but he's proven to be well but he's just not well he's the guy that can carry you to win i believe but he's just not showing it this year where where the young or not I wouldn't say the young kid but the the guy that with a little less experience he had a great run but I just think the run is run out unfortunately yeah. and I don't even know who they got starting tonight did they got Bobrovsky or Lyon No confirmation or, yet no confirmation yeah, so. and, and you know what the issue is Chad too is Lyon was playing well but they made the switch. Bobrovsky comes in game three. They give Bobrovsky the game four start. It's a perfect opportunity. Rise up to the occasion. Steal a game for your hockey team. Could he do it? No, he couldn't. And that, yeah, the issue and, and, with Bobrovsky, he's not playing yeah. at a level where he can steal games for you right now. And it's been this way for a long time with him. Yeah. And you've seen those goals online early in the series. Yeah. Just the, the, That one goal that just kind of flew in shitty goal that you just can't have that it's the, the as a, as a player you sit on the bench and you just watch and you're like we're in it we're in it we're in it and then that you goes that in goal. it's a downer right fucking debbie downer when you like, see that yeah. you just realize as much as we give we're not going to get enough in a certain spot you play more confident in front of certain goaltenders and i just think they're just going to be lost with whoever's in net um, I still think they can score though, but the problem is, like you said, Boston suffocates you. All marks great. Um, that's the only scary part is Florida's not scoring, but I think Boston's going to come out flying and their offense is insane. Like they're getting Bergeron back. That guy won't miss a beat. He'll probably score tonight. And you got Hall leading their team, which he was the guy supposed to be on their third line, right? Yeah. So I just think they're going to have three lines cruising and their decor, like they're sitting out studs. Like, like yeah. 25 other teams would love to have their seventh, eighth defenseman and mm -hmm. in their top four. So blue line is uh, too good for Connor Clifton. Who's a pretty solid defenseman yeah. to get in yeah. right now. That's insane. Yeah. I just think, yeah, they're loaded. They got everyone back and I just think they're going to roll tonight. Yeah. That's six on the D is right. Grizzlick, McAvoy, Lindholm, Carlo, Orlov, Borbert. <laughs> that's really good. Three, six. Yeah. It's really good. It's like an all-star team. Yeah, it's really good. It's tough for, to, for, to overcome if you're the uh, Florida Panthers. Uh, no question uh, about that. So great analysis there, by the way, from uh, Chad. First time breaking down a game. You'd think he's been doing this show for uh, two years. Uh, listening <laughs> I, I to watch it. way too much hockey and podcasts. That's all right. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with that. that. We watch too much hockey, and we do too many fucking podcasts. So <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> yeah. Way too yeah. many. Uh, good yeah. stuff. All right. Commercial time, uh, hit the like button, 165, nice. 70 live viewers. We appreciate it. Shout out to our podcast listeners as well. We'll be back to talk our final game on this Wednesday slate, uh, Colorado hosting Seattle uh, in just a moment, right after we hear from Gramco. Support for the Ice Gas is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, 
or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you will get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we're back here on the ice, guys, and here it is, the second game tonight. It is Seattle and Colorado, uh, a very interesting matchup here with the series now tied 2-2, and the Kraken just are not going away quietly here. Colorado minus 180, home favorite, six the total uh, in this game. Uh, and the big news, of course, the headline, we have to start with the uh, suspension uh, of Kale McCarr, one game for his hit on Jared McCann uh, in game four. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know if it was handled properly, quite honestly, by the, uh, refs in that game, to be honest, they haven't handled a lot properly. They haven't handled very much properly here in these, uh, playoffs so far, but, uh, nevertheless, a one game suspension from a car. So he is out. They're still without big Val Nachushkin. And by the way, I mentioned this multiple times when talking about Colorado without Val Nachushkin and their record when he doesn't play. Now they did win game, uh, three, uh, six to four without him. But, of course, he missed game four as well. They lost 3-2 in overtime. The Jordan Eberle uh, overtime game-winning goal to give the Kraken the win and tie this series up. But overall, their record with with Nachushkin is spectacular, and it's average. It's actually, I think, slightly below average without Big Val Nachushkin in the lineup. So he has been a huge component of what has made Colorado successful, not only this year, but look at the way that guy played in the playoffs last year. Uh, en route to winning the Stanley Cup. Like he was such a big catalyst for what made that team uh, go in the Stanley Cup. A big body, protects the puck well, uh, just has that a good finishing ability, sees the ice quite well also. Uh, and you don't have him, you don't have Makar. So this is going to be a, uh, a challenge against a Seattle team that now has confidence, now has new life, you know, after tying this series. You know, for me, not with the utmost confidence, but I'm going to do a little small Seattle and draw split here in this game. I really think this is an opportunity for Seattle to steal uh, a lead in this series, uh, going back to Seattle, where I think the way I kind of have this series mapped out in my head is I think Seattle could steal it tonight and Colorado could actually still come back and win the next two games and then win in seven. I could see that happening, but I think Seattle's at least got a puncher's chance right now. Uh, when you look at how they've played, when you look at Philip Grubauer's performance in net, which has been more, much more good than bad in this series against a team that punted on him uh, before last season and went with Darcy Kemper instead. So, you know, all kinds of uh, issues in terms of the, uh, uh, you know, the Seattle or sorry, Colorado right now in terms of losing two of your key components. What this does, and especially the absence of Kale McCarr, it opens up some wonderful, wonderful betting opportunities as far as player props go. Uh, on the Colorado side, Devon Taves and Bo Byram, you get on both of those guys over shots on goal, goal score, maybe even a goal prop, but point prop for sure. 
power play point props, assist, you name it. Any prop you can find on Devon Taves and Bowen Byram tonight for the Colorado Avalanche, you hit it. Because these are the guys that are going to pick up the slack without McCarr. They're both going to be manning uh, separate power play units for Colorado. Taves will be on PP1 and Byram PP2, and it could be reversed. But either way, they're going to both be playing integral roles uh, in this game tonight for the Colorado Avalanche. So I like their props for sure. Byram and Taves on the blue line for uh, Colorado. Their shots on goal over. Uh, the goal props, the assist props, the power play point props, all worth a look. And again, if you're going to look at anybody up front for Colorado, you might as well just stick to Nate McKinnon and Miko Rantanen because really these are the two guys that are getting things done right now. Not many other forwards are getting it done. You did get a little sprinkle from Comfer, you know, offensively, straight out of Comfer, crazy motherfucker named JT. Yeah, uh, you know, you look at him and uh, definitely uh, he has played well in, at, in spurts in this series. Uh, but at the same time, most of it's been McKinnon and Ranton, and so I wouldn't deviate from that. You know, on the Seattle side of the equation here, as far as props go, it looks like uh, tonight, uh, obviously, you're Jared McCann out with that hit that he took. That's why Makara got suspended. So he's going to be out for at least this game, but Dave Axtell says longer than that. Uh, I'd look at Jaden Schwartz uh, and Jordan Eberle in particular for the uh, uh, Seattle Kraken. Shots on goal and any goal and point props I would look at with them. Uh, by the way, with uh, Jaden Schwartz for uh, Seattle, and the reason why I'm interested in his props specifically here tonight in this game is if you actually look at the way the shots uh, charts have gone for him uh, in this series, you know, he had 11 shots on goal in game four in Seattle. He had four shots on goal before that. So just in the last two games alone, he's had 15 shots on goal in the last two games combined, Jaden Schwartz. So it really does feel like his shot prop is very undervalued. Going into this game uh, right now, Schwartz, you can find it uh, with his shot prop, a very uh, cheap price, uh, over two and a half at plus 100 at uh, Bet Rivers, minus 120 at FanDuel and DraftKings. Like it's a very reasonable price and a really good find. This is a guy that's had 11 and four shots in the last two games for Seattle. So a uh, Jaden Schwartz over shots on goal, a good look for me here. Uh, those are the props I'd focus in on. A little bit on Seattle, a little bit on the draw. As well, I do think we've got a chance to see another overtime game, you know, as well tonight between uh, these two teams. And again, shop around. FanDuel usually has the best prices for the draw. Uh, you can find the uh, draw price at FanDuel currently at plus 350. So that's a pretty good price. So Seattle and the draw split. And as far as the total goes, I like the first period over. Not crazy about the full game over because I could see it slowing down, but I think the first period over one and a half. Uh, a pretty decent bet here in this uh, crack and abs game, but I, I lean full game over. I like the first period over better. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? Game five, Seattle, Colorado. Yeah, we queued it up nicely. I'm on the first period over. I got that one and a half land a dollar 20. Uh, it ain't broke. Don't fix it. You know, we're going with the, you know, five in a row. Hopefully we had four uh, and now 10 and two, the last 12 uh, cracking games going back into the regular season for that first period over the cash in. And like I said, it's a huge moment for Seattle. They can easily uh, seize this series, but at the same time, Colorado can really buckle down and, and show that grit and playoff experience off uh, and wear the Seattle team down. I think whoever wins game five wins game six, which I'm really hoping for, honestly, because I have this series to end in six games at plus 205. So uh, that ticket will be in, in great shape here. And uh, it would be nice to see Seattle. If I had to choose a side, I'd like to see Seattle move on in advance. I think Colorado, they're kind of in that point now like Tampa Bay. I think they need a rest. I think they could really benefit from being out of this postseason, letting those guys get healthy. We, like I said, this whole year we haven't seen the entire team that we were supposed to see for opening night. 
play for the Avalanche. And, and, and that's a hard thing to do. And the fact that they even made it this far with how many guys they've missed all year, it's, it's a, an accomplishment in its own. But they get knocked out here. They can retool and, and refocus and be right there at the top of the division and conference next season. But this may not be it for them. So if I had to pick a side, I'd lean with Seattle. But I'm just sticking with that first period over. All right, like in the uh, first period over. Yeah, and someone in the chat, JT, no Beneers or Eberly shots on goal, he asks, with Jared McCann out. I don't mind those 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 looks. I just like a couple other players a little bit more on this. Yeah, especially Schwartz. Schwartz is number one. Schwartz has gone three-plus shots in three straight games, and like I say, has skyrocketed to 11 shots in the last game, and I just think the value is outstanding. You're only laying uh, even money, minus 120 for uh, Jaden Schwartz for uh, overshots on goal tonight uh, for Seattle. But I don't mind Beneers and Eberle. I think they're worth a look. I do like Eberle, actually, overshots. Beneers, this is an opportunity for him to step up. I think he's hit a bit of a rookie wall physically, uh, just a little bit, you know, because of the fact he's played, you know, a ton of NHL games, his first full NHL season. You know, sometimes you just hit that rookie wall, so to speak, uh, and, uh, you, you know, you run out of gas a little bit this late in the season. But, you know, I think he's still giving an effort. It's just not maybe as good as he was maybe early in the season at the moment uh, for Seattle. Uh, Kevin, what do you think here? Kraken abs. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one with McCarr. Uh, Ian, you kind of read my notes with uh, him out having Devontae's and Bowen Byron being, being all over them. Um, yep. So again, with points and uh, overs on the shots, so those are two I really like. Um, and then again, with the, the big boys, McKinnon and, and Ranton, I've, I've been kind of riding the, uh, the goals, goals, props with those two guys. Um, however, my new, uh, new fun bet first team, the five shots, I'm going to be on this one as well. And, uh, JT asked where I found that. That was actually FanDuel where I found that. And the team that's been coming out buzzing the first period, every, uh, every game so far this series is the Seattle Kraken. Um, waiting for that to change because this is, this is going to burn Colorado if they don't, figure it out in the first period here they've let seattle dictate uh, early in games yep yep it's true. yeah but until they prove it differently um i like this price seattle first team the five shots plus 122 you know what until until colorado proves that today they're gonna they're gonna show up in the first period i'm, I'm gonna play that prop and, and see what happens um but other than that I, yeah with macaro i like the I like the defenseman out there uh taking over the power play and then, then the big boys up front as well mckinnon ranton and yeah, it's pretty much uh, a pretty easy game to script out from a prop standpoint. The defensemen that are going to play the minutes now with Makaro, and especially on the power play, Byram and Taves, their props are going to be good bets tonight, probably. Uh, and as you mentioned, uh, Miko Rantanen and Nate McKinnon. And you're right, that first to sh five shots on goal at a good price for a team that's been having these good starts and carrying the play early in games like Seattle has been. Uh, Chad, obviously you're on in Las Vegas, so I'm sure you've gotten to see a lot of this series. It more fits with your time zone. But what do you think here, Seattle-Colorado game five? Yeah, I hate to bet against uh, McKinnon because this guy can just literally score three goals and make it his game. However, I think they're I think they're weeding a little bit. They're losing with some big boys and with Makar out. I know they're confident, but this uh, I don't know how long it'll last. But this Seattle Fire, it's 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 fun to watch. And and I'm a little biased now too because I play with Jaden Schwartz's brother in Frankfurt, Ryland, and I'm kind of rooting for them to move on because I think they would play Vegas next round, and he might be in town, so that'd be good good uh, to catch up with him um i just like their fire i think i think they're gonna find a way uh to maybe sneak a game out 
And, uh, and, and there seemed like a team that's they're, they're kind of like the Vegas was the misfits and, and Seattle the same way guys picked from other teams and they care about each other. And, and I feel like McCann out, I think they can rally around it. I think Grubauer is playing much better than he was. And, uh, I like them. Uh, I like Seattle finding a way it could be tight. Um, it, it could be an overtime game or something, but I like Seattle. The way I hope so. Yeah, I like Seattle to win. But another thing, a little off to the side, but these these suspensions and this and that, it's it's frustrating. This is might be a controversial take, but I think when when a guy purposely does something, whether you say yes or not, it's going to be very your your perspective. But like, if you purposely go hit a guy. And injure him purposely. Like you could tell when guys purposely do it, stick out a leg, this and that. I think you should be out as long as that guy's out for. And 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 people might think I'm crazy with that, but like this bunting one, like he literally could have went to the puck, basically hit a guy in the head, Chernak's out, and bunting's available to play now. I think he should be out until Chernak's ready to play again. And maybe that's crazy because concussions last a long time. So very controversial. And, you're, and you but, like the Leafs, and you're saying that about Bunting. And I like I the Leafs. I, I, this yeah. is just as a hockey guy. Like this yeah. Makar, hey, Makar is sick, right? But McCann's a 40-goal scorer. So he goes and buries him in the corner. Puck's literally in the stands. He buries him in the corner. This literally, this guy, uh, McCann, he could be out probably two weeks. So Makar misses one game. So game six, they get Makar back. They don't get McCann back, right? Like I, I don't know. Like may or there's maybe a timeline on it, like you're suspended until he's I know ready what you're saying. Or, yeah. Right? Like there there could be some way someone someone could like tweak that a little, but that's my thought. Like you stick out a lag purposely and tear a guy's ACL, you should be suspended fifty games as well, or whatever it takes, because you just ended that guy's career or year or whatever, and, and now you get to play two games later. Like I think that's bullshit, but yeah, like yeah, I would send my fourth line guy. I what about the guy that took out your meniscus earlier this year? Did he get any dis? Or was that just a freak accident? Or yeah, it's a little, little bit of a freak. Um, okay. freak accident, right. just a battle. But no, but I'm maybe just you're saying, talking like, from personal experience. Yeah. No, no, actually, nothing to do with personal. Even my concussion, it was just a hard, clean hit. But uh, oh, okay. um, uh, but I'm just saying, like these injuries, I've had buddies like straight out guy just stick out his knee because he was beat tear an ACL that ends the guy career, you know, and this guy gets two game suspension. He's back, but playoffs, especially it's like maybe even just in the playoffs, like you go after a guy, like you hit a guy like bunting goes after, like you could literally, I know it's, I know this might be like no one, no one says or does this, but you can send some fourth line guy or some call up and say, Hey, go two hand headman as hard as you can in the ankle and break his ankle. You're going to get a five game suspension whatever you won't play again but we'll or take them out for you know the series like, right like if you do i just that, think it's yeah. so stupid like you, like chernak that's helping toronto big time this is gonna maybe not tonight help colorado but a car will be back in game six mccann probably won't be six or seven so Paxtall said at know. least this game likely longer is what he said about mccann there you status. go yeah yeah there you go so i don't know it's, that's, it, that's I, I get the argument he should be out you, for the series yeah. yeah, you take someone out, but, you're out as long as that player that got injured is out. I know what you. What if you're it, if at. it's yeah. like on purpose or like very, very deliberate or malicious, yeah, dirty, deliberate, yeah. yeah. 
And then that's a whole nother gray area because then you're going to get those incidents too, where there's going to be one team that's pissed off and they say, well, that was not intentional. It was a, you know, a collision that couldn't be avoided. And if they still give that guy the amount of games that the player he injured is out for, and then they'll be up in arms. So that's the issue with it, that, with going to that kind of the rule. Tweak, yeah. That's where the tweaking needs to go in. But I just think like McCarr doesn't come back in this series, at least until McCann's ready, just for like the even up factor. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a it's a decent argument. I understand the points with it, uh, and uh, that's good stuff. That's their first Chad Nearing rant, by the way, uh, on the uh, Ice Guide show, which is good. It's a rant I type see, of show. We I get, we get fired it. up on the show. We like. I it. see it way yeah. too. Uh, I I saw Alex's rant at the start. Knew it was available. I could do it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Course, take yeah. that take that advantage. <laughs> and, uh, Kevin never has a rant. Kevin's laid back and just he's just a nice guy. Kevin Beach. Yeah, he's just uh, yeah. Everything's not good a big rant guy. Yeah, no. there he is. I'll work ah, on one. Yeah. I'll work on one. Yeah, I'll get one ready. <laughs> good stuff. Uh, great, uh, great show. Uh, lots of fun uh, breaking down the games, talking last night, talking Ch- uh, about Chad's career for the first time he's on the show. Chad, uh, like I say, if the if you're around before the end of the playoffs again, we'll get you back on at least one more time, uh, certainly before the uh, end of the playoffs. But uh, great stuff. Uh, get ready. Uh, we got best bets to wrap up the show in just a moment. Hit the like button, 181 live viewers. Check out patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month. Uh, goalie charts, totals, charts, power ratings, ice guys, show betting card, bonus content, and more. Sign up at patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month. <clears throat> if you choose not to wear a jersey to a hockey game, something you could look at would be a hoodie or a T-shirt or a tank top or a polo from the ice guy store. Check out the ice guy store. IceGuys.MySpreadShop.com. Today is the last day for 20% off everything in the store. We got caps. We got bandanas for the dog. We got clothes for your kids. We got mugs. We got everything. So check it out at the Ice Guys store. 20% off uh, today only. That's at IceGuys.MySpreadShop.com. Yeah, and we are and we're the type of people that will sell hoodies and then not and then not tell pe- people that uh, adult males shouldn't wear hoodies, or we will sell dog bandanas and then let's say not don't put that bandana on your dog should be wearing. Would, would I ever wear a tank top? No, but we yeah. sell them. Yeah, no. there you go. yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, awesome, awesome stuff. All right, best bets coming up to wrap up the show in just a moment. Right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0, takes care of your facial hair, uh, and among other things, uh, you've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the Weed Whacker can help you do that. Both of these products, waterproof and a 4,000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. And you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner, with the ball deodorant. Keep you smelling good, looking good, and feeling good down in the nether regions. This complete performance package 4.0 
will take care of everything for you, for all you guys out there. And it's courtesy of our good friends at Manscaped.com. So get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, it is time for Best Bets to wrap it up. Let's give our first-time guest, Chad Nearing, the floor first for uh, Best Bets. What do you like the most tonight, Chad, on the Wednesday slate? Uh, For betting? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go. What do you like? What are you most confident in? Yeah. When when I always would bet, I love going the puck line. But I wouldn't. I would go Boston puck line and Seattle to win money line parlay. I'd do those. There you go. Uh, wow. I, I love the odds. I'm all I for an know. odds. I want that. You want the big bang for your I want that big payout. That's what I want. Well, I'm going to log into my account at 365, and I'm sure there's I have other accounts, but I always, that's my go-to. And I'm going to see what the price is on that, and I'll get I'll I'll recite it in just a moment. That's a Seattle money line and Boston minus one and a half goals on the puck line. We're going to I parlay like those up, and I'll give you the price of that, Chad. I wouldn't go too moment. aggressive on it. I'd just do a little feeler on that one. It's got to be It's got to be some good money. There you go. All right, so let me. I'll put punch that in, and we'll get the price of that parlay for everyone there. Uh, Alex, uh, what do you think here for best bet? Let's go with the uh, Kraken and, and Avalanche. First period over. Uh, we already cashed four of them. Looking to cash five, man. Uh, the great price laying a dollar twenty with that one and a half. I definitely think we're going to see some goals here early. Going to see that same kind of, of back and forth battle. Uh, it's been great pace to start these first periods. What's been a great series. So Seattle, Colorado, first period over one and a half minus a dollar twenty. That's my best bet. There you go. Seattle, Colorado over one and a half minus one twenty first period for Alex with a best bet, and it is plus four forty three at bet three six five for Boston puck line and Seattle money line. Uh, parlayed together plus 443 is the price there plus 443 so pretty damn good price uh, with that uh, Kevin what do you think here best bet yeah I'm looking at two guys Devontae's and Bowen Byram on the over shots both guys have been two for four in the first four games however the guy that's been more impressive here is Bowen Byram he's uh, he's at five eight two two so when he's flying over he's he's absolutely way over it uh Taze has just been barely getting over it so Byram Byram's the guy that uh you know, with Mercara, the lineup, I like them both, but Byron's the one that I've been more confident to uh, clip to at least have three or more. And it's plus money on both guys, plus 126. So I like both guys, but uh, Bowen Byram is the guy I like to get the job done, my best bet. All right, there it is. Bowen Byram, over two and a half shots on goal for the uh, Colorado Avalanche. And I'll, plus I'll money. co-sign that prop. I like that prop. Yeah, I like it a lot. Plus 125, plus 112 uh, in some spots, but it's a plus price no matter where you look with that. Uh, and by the way, if, if your fan duel is good for this, you can ladder what's called ladder uh, shots on goal props for players where you can bet them three plus four plus five plus six plus shots on goal in the game. You may want to take a shot with that with yep. Bo Byram tonight for uh, Colorado uh, and get really good prices. Get some of that Chad Nearing money, uh, Chad Nearing price with plus 800, you know, and with some of these. So you really get a good price with uh, laddering some of those shots on goal player props. And Bo Byram might be a good candidate for that. Uh, here tonight uh, my best bet look i got robbed with the over um for the uh, third period yesterday for best bet i'm just gonna go full game 
for the best bet here with Florida, Boston, uh, over six, uh, minus 125 uh, for my best bet here for this uh, Wednesday card. I think we get over six uh, Panthers and Bruins. I think the third period goes over, but I'll go with the full game for the uh, best bet. Panthers, Bruins, over six, minus 125. Uh, for my best bet for this Wednesday card. Uh, that's a wrap, Chad. Uh, just some final words from you uh, before we go. As your first time on the show, thanks for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. We'll do it again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Lots of if, fun. If, a reminder. If you, need a live look, if you need a live look in from Vegas, just let me know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, definitely. A home in Las Vegas, Nevada, where I'm overdue to return for a trip, by the way, there. Same. so. Uh, eventually I will be uh, in that neck of the woods and seeing some old friends. It's been too long. Uh, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. For Alex B. Smith, Kevin Beach, Chad Naring, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday night. Enjoy the games and good luck, and we will talk to you again tomorrow on Thursday for another packed edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. 